Welcome to Day 207 of Shaped by the Word. We continue to uh, move through uh, Mark's Gospel, and uh, Mark's Gospel is moving us through the region of Galilee, you can divide it into three parts. Uh, the early part of Mark is Jesus' ministry, and he merely shows us the things you know that Jesus does and the mixed response to him, but it's becoming clearer and clearer uh, you know, that Jesus is the very power of God, the very authority of God, that he's fulfilling many of the images of the Old Testament. And uh, so we continue, and part of you know what he's, we're finding in this is a conflict that he has with the religious leaders, those who should yeah. have embraced him most, or those who reject him, and of course, mm-hmm. uh, those who are receiving him, or those who are on, you know, the edge of you know society. Mm-hmm. So we come to uh, Mark chapter seven, and uh, we'll be reading the whole chapter together. As always, we want to realize that you know reading scripture is not. You know, just an intellectual exercise for mm-hmm. us, and it's not just you know, kind of a, a part of our disciple. It's a deep connection, you know, to who God is, to hear His Word, which has His very breath and very spirit in Him, and to be transformed by His Word, to know Him more intimately and more deeply, and to trust Him uh, more completely. So, as we uh, read the Word, let's offer ourselves to God to be mm-hmm. shaped uh, by the Word. Mm-hmm. So, Cindy, do you mind leading us in prayer? No, I don't mind. Father, we just thank you so much for your word. Um, we thank you for the words that you've given us through this author, Mark. And we thank you for the the picture that he has uh, so beautifully painted for us in the life of Jesus. And so, Father, we just would ask that the more that time that we spend in this book and really seeing who um, Jesus is, that we would fall more deeply in love with him and that our hearts would be changed. So be with us now as we as we look intently. Um, may we not grow full of knowledge, but may our hearts be changed, and may we look more like Christ. In the Son's name, your Son's name, we pray. Amen. Mark chapter seven, beginning in verse one. Pharisees and some of the teachers of the law who had come from Jerusalem gathered around Jesus. It was all some of his disciples eating food with hands that were defiled, that is unwashed. The Pharisees and all the Jews do not eat it unless they give their hands a ceremonial washing, holding to the tradition of the elders. When they come from the marketplace, they do not eat it unless they wash, and they observe many other traditions, such as the washing of cups and pitchers and kettles. So the Pharisees and the teachers of the law asked Jesus, Why don't your disciples live according to the tradition of the elders instead of eating their food with defiled hands? He replied, Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you hypocrites. As it is written, These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. They worship me in vain. Their teachings are merely human rules. You have let go of the commands of God and are holding on to human traditions. And he continued, you have a fine way of setting aside the commands of God in order to observe your own traditions. For Moses said, honor your father and mother, and anyone who curses their father or mother is to be put to death. But you say that if anyone declares that what might have been used to help their father or mother is Corban, that is devoted to God, then you no longer let them do anything for their father and mother, lest you nullify the word of God by your traditions that you have handed down, and you do many things like that. Again, Jesus called the crowd to him and said, Listen to me, everyone, and understand this. Nothing outside a person can defile them by going into them. Rather, it is what comes out of a person that defiles them. After he left the crowd and entered the house, his disciples asked him about this parable. 
Are you so dull, he asked. Don't you see that nothing that enters a person from the outside can defile him, for it doesn't go into their heart, but into their stomach and then out of the body. And saying this, Jesus declared all foods clean. He went on, what comes out of a person is what defiles him, for it is from within, out of a person's heart, that evil thoughts come, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, malice, deceit, lewdness, envy, slander, arrogance, and folly. All these things come from inside and defile a person. Jesus left that place and went to the vicinity of Tyre. He entered a house and did not want anyone to know it, yet he could not keep his presence secret. In fact, as soon as he heard about him, a woman whose little daughter was possessed by an impure spirit came and fell at his feet. The woman was a Greek, born in Syrian, Phoenicia. She begged Jesus to drive the demon out of her daughter. First let the children eat all they want, he told her, for it is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. Lord, she replied, even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs. Then he told her, for such a reply, you may go, the demon has left your daughter. So she went home and found her child lying on the bed, and the demon gone. Then Jesus left the vicinity of Tyre and went through Sidon, down the Sea of Galilee, and into the region of Decapolis. There some people brought to him a man who was deaf and could hardly talk, and they begged Jesus to place his hand on him. After he took him aside away from the crowd, Jesus put his finger into the man's ears. Then he spit and touched the man's tongue. He looked up into heaven and with a deep sigh said, Fathra, which means be opened. At this, the man's ears were opened, his tongue was loosened, and he began to speak plainly. Jesus commanded them not to tell anyone, but the more he did so, the more they kept talking about it. People were overwhelmed with amazement. He has done everything well, they said. He even makes the deaf hear and the mute speak. A nice little, you know, nice little section. Uh, and of course, we have you know Jesus teaching us something about the heart of the law. You know the. Uh, outward you know traditions you know of of the law we're meant to teach something inward and something deeper mm-hmm. and so the cleanliness laws are are not simply to promote you know good hygiene and good health and of course they did have that you know, impact mm-hmm. but they're to give us a picture of what it means to be defiled deep from within and for our deeper uh, need of being cleansed or, or being clean and so you have two layers here you have what the law originally taught about cleanness and uncleanness and then you have what the elders taught where they took you know the law and they made even more laws to describe how you should keep the law so that they would feel like they're safe within the limits of how they mm-hmm. kept the law mm-hmm. and pretty soon jesus is saying you just have layers of silly rules mm-hmm. but you've missed the point you've missed the heart of god and so he calls them uh, on, on the task and in the process Mark tells us he declares all foods are yeah. clean. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's some that are not, you know, yeah. not That's clean, not but it, anyway. Others, yeah. yeah, well, it's good that at least we don't act like the Pharisees today. No, it's it, all done it, right. Like, yeah. like that ended years ago, right? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. No, I mean, how often do we just kind of think mm-hmm. that if I do these things, don't do these things, mm-hmm. I'm good, mm-hmm. especially not just with fellow men, but with even God. And Jesus makes it so abundantly clear as to where our defilement lies which is within mm-hmm. and how that's something we can't fix or undefile through no, just some uh, outward mm-hmm. doings of, of religious or, things or nothing that we can fix and undefile in yeah. and of ourselves mm-hmm. in a period it is you know we do need a deep ritual cleansing you know which uh, would come from the cross and not from 
you know, not from a sacrifice or not from, uh, you know, not any number of, you know, physical washings mm-hmm. or anything like that. And, of course, it is a, a tendency we have to uh, be very selective in our rules. We have mm-hmm. rules, you know, that uh, we happily keep and happily apply to others. We have rules that uh, yeah. we somehow ignore. And uh, mm-hmm. thus, you know, the, the, the way that, you know, Jesus describes them, you, you hypocrite, you're two-faced mm-hmm. about this. Mm-hmm. You know, you've picked small things that you carry out in detail while there are large things that you don't. And, and of course, you know, the quote from Isaiah, these people yeah. honor me through their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Mm-hmm. They worship me in vain, you know, with merely human teachings. Mm-hmm. And you also see how we can just quickly kind of justify not following the really clear commands of the Bible, right? You know, like, mm-hmm. hey, honor your mother and father. Like, mm-hmm. take care of them. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, but I did this kind of Corbin Except. thing, and and it's for God, so I'm yeah. gonna keep it. But it's for God, but I'm gonna use it for me. And oh, yeah. and yeah, we can just so easily take the really clear things of the Bible and mm-hmm. so quickly just make them tweaked a little bit so that we can kind of use them how yeah we want. And, and of course, by Corbin, what you would be doing is taking wealth and giving it to the temple. And uh, mm-hmm. you know, said, this is you know, I'm, I'm sorry, parents, mm-hmm. you know, I'm I'm honoring God. And Jesus said, no, you're not. You're honoring God when you follow his commands. Mm-hmm. And you're honoring God when you take care, you know, of those that are, you know, close to you. Mm-hmm. You honor God by loving your family. You honor God by loving your neighbor. You don't honor God by building, you know, a monument mm-hmm. or devoting, you know, great wealth, you know, to other things. You honor God in in relationship. And, of course, that's yeah. the heart of, you know, you know, the commands, loving God with all your heart and neighbor is yourself. And, yeah. Of course, Paul would later say, mm-hmm. if you don't take care of your own family, then you're worse than an unbeliever. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and of course, they were benefiting, you know, by the giving of the, the money to the temple. I mean, that was part of what they were even benefiting from. But Well, they, you know, they, usually they were, you know, benefiting in honor. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they would give large gifts, be recognized as benefactors, mm-hmm. and the same times they're being recognized publicly as benefactors privately they're not taking care of mm-hmm. those who have taken care of them you know we're just reminded again starting in verse 20 that jesus is so much more concerned about um, our hearts and our our inward um sin than you know certainly what is happening outwardly and when he says that it is out of a person's heart that evil thoughts come and then he gives the whole the whole list and um yeah it's that's what comes out is what is defiling. So. And, and the list, list is worth reading. He went on, yeah. what comes out of a person is what defiles them. For it is from within, out of a person's heart, that evil thoughts come, sexual immorality, mm-hmm. theft, murder, <laughs> adultery, greed, malice, deceit, lewdness, envy, slander, arrogance, and I love this last one, folly, just foolish things that we do, mm-hmm. uh, you know, for out of our own self-interest rather than, you know, trusting in God. Mm-hmm. And he said, this is, this is what defiles you. If you want to see what real uncleanness looks like, look mm-hmm. into the heart. And, and most of us, you know, find several categories there that, uh, that we struggle with and we realize that uh, we don't need, you know, a few new rules. We, we desperately need a Savior. And we don't need mm-hmm. outward cleansing. We need, you know, deep inward cleansing that comes from what Christ has accomplished for us, you know, on the cross. Mm-hmm. And what cool things that, as we talk about often, you know, in, in Jeremiah, the, the mm-hmm. hope of the new covenant that he'll sprinkle us with water and cleanse mm-hmm. us and give us 
new hearts, that that is part of the promise of what Christ has come to mm -hmm. give us yep. by faith, which is amazing that he recreates us mm, absolutely. and takes these things away. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and just reminds me of, you know, his conversation with the Pharisees when he would even call them whitewashed tombs, but he would say inwardly, you know, your death or you're dying. Outwardly, you look fantastic. Yeah, exactly. You, you have the mm -hmm. appearance of, of, you know, something spectacular and something. Uh, you know, that's impressive, Spiritual, but in really yeah. you're full of decay exactly. and dying bones. Uh, mm -hmm. And then you have this interesting interaction with a Syrophoenician woman mm -hmm. uh, where mm -hmm. Jesus, you know, comes into a house and he's trying to hide and she finds out and she comes <laughs> in and she pleads with him, my daughter, you know, is you know, possessed by an impure demon. Mm -hmm. And Jesus' response is a very, you know, curious, you know, response you know, to us, uh, he says, first let the children eat all they want, he told her, for it is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. And we're, we're deeply offended by the image of, <laughs> you know, bread and dogs. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, there, there is, you know, a place in Jesus' ministry where his call is at this point to the house of Israel to call right. them to repentance. Mm -hmm. And uh, through his deeds to give them a picture, you know, of, of who God is. And uh, so there is a protection, you know, over the ministry at this point. Mm -hmm. uh, but you have to wonder, you know, if Jesus wasn't, you know, just uh, you know, mm -hmm. kind of pushing back on her to see if she would push back on him. And that is indeed mm -hmm. what she does. And I love it. Too, said, you know, crumbs. So all I'm asking yeah. for is yeah. crumbs. And he said, you got it. Mm -hmm. yeah. and, and so you see, you know, such a wonderful, uh, no, it, such a wonderful response. It, it almost seemed like she's like, crumbs will do because I know who you are, <laughs> you know. So I love that. And even when most people push back against Jesus, it doesn't really go that well. And then she pushes back a little bit like, <laughs> hey, come on, even the crumbs, man. And he's like, actually, that's really good. That was really good. Yeah, yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. For the most part, when you see Jesus in these these kind of relationships, you know, the pushback does, does work. Mm -hmm. and, and a lot of times, you know, he's testing people's faith. And when they show faith, mm -hmm. you know, that uh, uh, it becomes a, a very vivid portrait. Um, and then you have, you know, finally the deaf and mute man. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I just, you know, I like, um, uh, you know, it's just, just the picture, you know, of uh, Jesus caring deeply. Of course, as a method of healing is, you know, one that, uh, you know, loves go, what? What is all the spit? What yeah, is I've all never that? done that one. You know, <laughs> no. And of course, there's not a, you know, there's not a, you know, pattern of healing. He, uh, you know, somehow, always tailors his action to to the need and to the moment and yeah. to you know to the touch and uh he has you know the concluding you know part of this of chapter seven is he's done everything well mm -hmm. and of course that that is something we will ultimately say when we you know something we experience now every time we put ourselves in uh you know god's hands that yeah. he does what he does well Mm -hmm. He does seldom does what he does the way we would want him to do it, but he does all things well, and for that reason alone, he is to be trusted. And of course, when we see him face to face, and we see, you know, all the loose ends tied up in the person of Christ, and in, uh, you know, his eternal reign, uh, that'll be the one thing we said: you have done everything well. Your ways are good; they're mm -hmm. perfect; they're pleasing, deeply to us. So this is a portrait of, uh, you know, Jesus we have mm -hmm. through the Gospel of Mark. Love it. David, why don't you close us in prayer? Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for letting us see um, not only that our heart is, is the issue, but also letting us see the very heart uh, of Christ to come in 
and to give us new hearts and to cleanse us and to recreate us into his image and into his likeness. And so thank you so much that Jesus um, can restore and that Jesus can heal. And may we trust and find great hope in that today. I pray this all in his name. Amen.